0: The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Well, JC, NBA Finals, baby, that sleep hits a little bit different when you know the Lakers are back in the NBA Finals for the first time in a decade, and it's hard to sit here and not say, do it for Kobe. Kobe four more until the finish line can be crossed jc the lakers are in the nba finals
1: yep it it, to say it feels good it it would be kind of weird just because i've been a lebron fan and and that's it's kind of old hat for him to get to the finals but I, i love what he said last night in that despite the fact that he's been there uh nine out of the last 10 years this isn't promised for everybody and so yeah it's it's something to enjoy it's it's an accomplishment whether you know I know LeBron's got the 6 finals losses on his resume but getting there is still the journey and yeah it's it's an important thing to get there.
0: Absolutely. We all thrilled over here in the hoop ball world. Welcome in. Welcome back to the Hoop Ball Lakers podcast. We are celebrating the Lakers back in the NBA finals for the first time since Kobe was still with us and playing in a Lakers uniform. I loved LeBron's energy after that game, after he delivered a fourth quarter performance where the Nuggets could not overcome playoff LeBron. He sat there, he was reflective, he was pensive, he recognized the importance of the moment and said, yes, we're going to enjoy it, but we got four more games to win. And that message was echoed from everybody up and down that roster, Frank Vogel, Rob Palenka, to every single player. And if you looked at Jr. Smith's live Instagram feed last night, JaVale McGee's live Instagram feed last night, Kentavis Caldwell-Pope's live Instagram feed last night, J.C., everybody's in a good mood this Lakers group really really likes each other but I love that they all recognize that as good as this is there's still work to be done here
1: yeah absolutely
0: there's nothing better I mean this this was game five this has been the closeout game for the Lakers in the playoff they're now three and oh in game fives in which they have the opportunity to close out the series and although although Denver made it as interesting as they possibly could have It was too little, too late, because the Lakers pulled away in that fourth quarter after being up just three points going into the fourth. Lakers outscored the Nuggets by seven points, come home with a 10-point lead. And we got to start with LeBron JC because 38 points, 16 rebounds, 10 assists, 15 of 25 from the floor, 7 of 8 from the line. What didn't LeBron do in a closeout game to send his team to the NBA Finals? And this is why I say time and time again. By the way... 40 minutes for LeBron, 4-0, okay? Game, uh, team high, excuse me, 40 minutes for LeBron James. And for the people who sit here and still want to say, ah, well, the Lakers should have made the NBA Finals, like, yes, of course, that was the expectation. No, there was no, There's nobody on earth who's going to sit here and say, well, the Nuggets at the start of the season are favored to beat the Lakers. I know there was a lot of people getting caught up in the momentum, especially after they knocked off the Clippers, the whole comeback kids narrative, et cetera, et cetera. But this Lakers team should have taken care of business. They did take care of business, and LeBron James came out and made a statement with both his play and his leadership off the court. You love to see it, JC. Yeah,
1: all all respect to the Denver Nuggets. They they're a tenacious team. Uh, that I I talked about the theme of this series was if you were to break it down to one word, it would be annoying. Uh, these Nuggets are annoyingly good. Um, we could be past that now and just appreciate them for how good they really are. Jamal Murray is is the next up and coming superstar he's elevated his game to a place where you know up and coming guys that that will probably get there eventually like guys like donovan mitchell and younger guys like that will probably get there jamal murray kind of seems to have taken have, have cut a few steps in line
0: oh there's no doubt about it i mean look i i started this play off saying jamal murray is the occasional superstar i still don't think again this is just my personal pet peeve where if we say LeBron is a superstar or Anthony Davis is a superstar, I'm not quite, quite ready to put Jamal Murray on that level. But there's no doubt he established himself in this postseason as part of that next wave of great players. Unfortunately for the Nuggets, he was very clearly hampered in this Game 5, battling, trying his best, but just couldn't quite get it going. Jokic was in foul trouble, and good thing he was because he was on his way to a big night otherwise. Jeremy Grant, says we said just before we started taping, some team is going to pay him entirely too much money this offseason. He's going to hit free agency, more than likely to opt out of that deal. And I'll talk about the Nuggets because they are annoyingly good and you know they're pestering and all of that, and they're not going anywhere. But i got to keep the focus on this Lakers group right now because LeBron James, this was the version, this is the version of LeBron James that everybody, every Lakers fan... From the minute that he signed that contract with the Lakers and that press release was, was provided by Clutch Sports, this is the version of LeBron we all expected to see. This is the version of LeBron that so many Lakers fans were hoping would take them back to the finals. And, of course, Anthony Davis was excellent. And, of course, Dwight Howard made an impact. And they got some contributions from the supporting cast, most notably Alex Caruso, last night. But, man, LeBron F. James – is the reason the Lakers closed out the Denver Nuggets and are on their way back to the NBA Finals. And I have to say, I absolutely love that he's still rocking the twenty-four finger band in every game the Lakers take the court.
1: Oh yeah, you can see he he uses his left hand a lot. He uh he actually I think the only thing he does in his life with his right hand is shoot a basketball. Everything else I think he does left-handed. And so to, to see that that finger wrap on his left hand, it you notice it every time he goes in for a layup on the left side, but yeah, it. Yeah, LeBron is he's he's just absolutely one of the greatest, and yeah, he he locks in when they get closer to the finish line. It's 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 beautiful to see.
0: I have to say that this this group, there's something special about this group. We've talked about it throughout the season. The chemistry has been there. There's been no drama. There's been no no sideshows. There has just been a focus on basketball, and really. You saw it last night where even in the celebration, even in the recognition of the Western Conference Finals and coming out as the victor, between congratulating Denver, between celebrating with the confetti, they were all still focused on what lies ahead. And regardless, J.C., of whether it winds up being Boston or Miami, okay, we we'll we could find out more about that today. But regardless of the opposition, as I sat here last time we taped together, I said, I think Dwight Howard's got to go in that starting five. JC, I would not touch this starting lineup the rest of the way. I would keep it exactly as it is.
1: Yeah, I, I would too. Uh, just because the the energy that Dwight's bringing, and he's kind of taken over that role of, of JaVale where he sort of sets the tone defensively. Um, I think either way, whether it's Boston or Miami, uh, presumably Miami because they have the lead, uh, Bam Adebayo is, is another formidable big. He's, he's not quite as skilled as Jokic, and... You would think that Dwight Howard would probably not get in a, in foul trouble as easily against the Bam out of bio. And so yeah, he, he that's a that's a, a good fun matchup, Athletic Center versus Athletic Center. And yeah, that would be fun to see.
0: I, I think the most one of the more amazing stats of this game, and I say this half kiddingly, of course. Alex Caruso played twice as much as Rajon Rondo in a closeout game five for the Lakers. And I know Frank Vogel has been very vocal, and I know we've seen some playoff Rondo moments, and that's all fine and good. And it's not that Rondo was even bad in this game, okay? He had eight points, four assists, and 13 short minutes. But Alex Caruso was great. Alex Caruso was plus 16. Game high, plus 16 for Mr. Alex Caruso. 26 minutes off the bench. He led the Lakers in minutes off the bench. Rondo only had 13. Kuzma was second up with 21 minutes and 14 minutes for Morris. Only two minutes for JaVale, which was two minutes too long because he looked absolutely atrocious when he was out there. But even guys like Danny Green. Yes, Danny Green, the hologram as it comes to this Western Conference Finals prior to last night. Danny Green was in the mix. Even he was showing signs of being effective, especially defensively. He had a couple of blocks this Lakers team continues to play lockdown defense. That's what's really benefited them well. KCP dealt with some foul trouble. He had five fouls, surprisingly. That's not too too often you see something like that from him. So only two attempts in this game. But despite nobody really popping off as that third guy, between Caruso and, Gr- and Green combining for 22, and then Rondo and Kuzma combining for 16, the Lakers were able to get enough to support LeBron with 38, Anthony Davis with 27. And as I said to you just before we started taping, J.C., the Nuggets could— could deal with just about everything from this Lakers team except for playoff LeBron and ultimately that's the reason why they're on their way home.
1: Yeah, and and it, you know, it's not just playoff LeBron, it's it's you know, him him on offense, it's him on defense. He was locking down Jamal Murray towards the end. This is to look at the box score and to see how the Lakers survived this game. it's it would kind of be surprising just because... And they even talked about, their, during the broadcast, like the way the Lakers were playing defense, you'd think they would be up 30. And the the Nuggets were still in there. And this was kind of a nightmare scenario for the Lakers. They get six Nuggets going to double figures. You, you had that typical good game from Jokic and Murray. And you had 20 from Jeremy Graham. But then you also finally had a double-digit game from Paul Millsap. You had a double-digit game from Porter Jr. and Monte Morris. And... And then yeah, only eight, only eight points from uh, Rondo, uh, and eight, eight from from Kuzma. But yeah, they and and two, only two from K- KCP, who's been really consistent uh, throughout this whole series at at the eleven, twelve points every game except for that one where he had eighteen. So yeah, to for the Lakers to have overcome this game is really great for the next series because both teams, Boston and Miami, are, have depth, and you need to rely on that depth. And if you can overcome the other team's depth like they did tonight, that's basically what you need to do.
0: There's a couple of great poetic narratives emerging from the fact that the Lakers are returning to the NBA Finals. The first and the most obvious one, of course, is after tragically losing Kobe this season. You know, do it for Kobe this whole thing, the Lakers would seem to be really fueled by this idea of carrying out Kobe's legacy and winning it all this season. So, of course, that's the most obvious one and the most, you know, I'm really, I'm getting chills just talking about it sitting here uh, recording this podcast, JC. I mean, it's amazing that given everything that's transpired, you know, the Lakers find themselves back in the NBA Finals. But then the subtext of that narrative is that Dwight Howard has reemerged as a key figure for the Lakers after being an afterthought, not just for the Lakers but really in the entire NBA remember dwight when he was brought in was brought in on a training camp contract and if demarcus cousins gets doesn't get hurt we don't even see dwight howard in a lakers uniform so remember yes demarcus cousins remember he was part of this team at one point this season i know it feels like 8 years ago but but that's what happens when the nba season lasts an entire freaking calendar year and you sit here and you say wow the guy that Dwight, you know, may or may not have been able to get along with, make it work with, et cetera, et cetera, wound up leaving at least in part because of Kobe earlier in his career when he had the opportunity to re-sign with the Lakers. Following that trade, we all know how it went down. To now come to Lakers under these circumstances and be here and re-emerge, and I'll use Dwight word, Dwight's words, truly be a star in his role and be able to be contained to that and understand the job that he has on this team. I mean, there is such. There is such a level of poetry to this that it almost makes you wonder. Like I, I'm not a super religious JC, uh, person, JC. In fact, I'm not religious at all. But it's one of those things that kind of makes you just look up, at least for me, and go, "Yeah, there's something greater than us out there."
1: Yeah, it's one of the things I love about sports. Like I think I think baseball does this the best. Um, football doesn't really do it at all, but basketball does it occasionally. And yeah, there's a lot of things like that. Like for for the first finals since Kobe's untimely passing the opponent could be the Celtics. LeBron is in his 10th NBA finals. There's only four NBA players who've been to 10 NBA finals and it's two Lakers and two Celtics. Um yeah, like all these things uh Pat Riley if they play the Heat, Pat Riley and his history with the Lakers. Um yeah, it's it's all there. Like it's there's there's all all kinds of things intertwining with whatever matchup whether it be Miami or Boston.
0: And, that's, and I'm so glad you brought that up because so many times I've talked to people who are not you know, ne- necessarily the most uh, advantageous or zealous sports fans, right? They might be the casual observer or they might not be an observer at all. And they say, oh, it's just sports. And I say, it, it's not just anything. There are so many layers to this. It's the storytelling. It's the human effort. It's the character. It's the grit. It's the personality. It's, the, it's all of it that goes into it to build these unbelievable stories that emerge and yes, part, uh, a huge part of that is them actually playing the games. But at the same time, and this is what I tell my students at the same time, is there, there are things that you learn from being part of this dynamic or even just observing this dynamic that you can't learn otherwise. There are just certain lessons, certain perspectives that are baked into the system. And when you, have this, when you have a group, to bring it back to the Lakers, when you have a group that is clearly so tight-knit, that so clearly roots for one another – guys who don't care whether they play 15 minutes 25 minutes 22 minutes etc it really fuels the entire group and and i'll use the nuggets as a counter to this example because at one point last night and i remember it very well i believe it was in the fourth quarter michael porter jr made a great play on lebron where he didn't block the shot but he would have blocked the shot had lebron gone up with it and it resulted in lebron uh being called for a double dribble because he couldn't do anything with the ball otherwise after that play Michael Porter Jr. was immediately taken out by Mike Malone. And you could see the look on Porter Jr.'s face was like, really? Why am I coming out of this game? Porter only played 17 minutes. He had 10 points in those 17 minutes. Not a whole lot else, but he had 10 points. The Nuggets need to figure out how to get Michael Porter Jr. a larger role but I think that's going to happen by default because I cannot envision a scenario where Jeremy Grant returns to this team on a bloated contract. I think they really got to look at the Nuggets and just to transition to Denver's perspective for a second, I think they really got to look at themselves and say, okay, we could return Jeremy Grant, we could even maybe return Paul Millsap, but if we do that, we're returning the same team that we already know probably isn't good enough, so what next?
1: Yeah, Denver is going to be an interesting case study because they are in a perfect position to to rebound as close to or if not, you know, re- retool more powerfully because they're they're gonna have forty four million dollars coming off of their their books with Paul Millsap and Mason Plumlee, and yeah, Jeremy Grant does have a player player extension, and in this uncertain economy, most players with player extensions or player options uh, are gonna opt in, but Jeremy Grant did make himself a lot of money this off season, and so yeah, he's gonna opt out. So I figure that's nine more million coming off the books for Denver. If he doesn't come back to Denver, then, yeah, that's, I'm bad at math, what is that, like $58 million coming off, of their, off their books for, for Denver? A lot of money available for a lot of good free agents out there. Uh, but yeah, presumably I think they would bring Jeremy Grant back just because they're, they're obviously going to have the money, and if anyone's going to overpay him, it's probably going to be Denver. I don't think anyone else will really overpay him, but he's definitely earned himself a raise.
0: I mean... Can we? I mean, can we just talk about? Because I had this thought to myself, just as a kind of a hilarious thought exercise last night, in reflecting on the Nuggets season. Could you imagine if the Nuggets can find a way to be in the Giannis Derby, and they could add Giannis to Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic? Because I think this is the the big question for the Nuggets. Is is yes? We know that we have two very young, legit, up and coming players. Again, I'm not going to use the word superstar for Jamal Murray quite yet. I think Jokic and he are both on the, on that cusp. They're, they're right there, but they're not quite on that LeBron AD tier. And if anyone wants to fight me on that, please do, okay? But you have these two very, 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 very great players, but it still feels like they need that one guy who is the true alpha on that team to take them to the next level, whether it's Giannis or anybody else. But I feel like the Nuggets really need to look up and down this roster because it's great to have depth. depth. And guys like P.J. Dozier might be uh, more of a contributor than they expected. Michael Porter Jr. is obviously going to take a, a role. Monte Morris another guy who I believe is eligible for free agency. He played a pretty big role for them, especially with Gary Harris struggling with both his health and with foul trouble in this particular game. I was surprised that Den, that Mike Malone, because I, I give him credit, he, he tried it earlier in the bubble, and I was surprised we didn't see it at this stage of the game, especially given the Lakers' size. We didn't see Bull Bull. I was surprised by that.
1: Yeah, the way the Bobo started playing in the bubble season, I thought he was going to get a lot of minutes to acclimate himself to the NBA game. And, yeah, Denver was one of those teams as soon as the bubble started, and I realized how big this team was, how much length they have, how at any one point you can have four guys out there who are all like 6'10 or taller. Um, Yeah, I was legitimately worried about this Denver team from the start of the bubble, and, yeah, I really did think Bobo was going to get more minutes.
0: Same here. So I, I don't know what transpired there. Mike Malone will have to speak to that. Obviously, I think Bol Bol and Michael Porter Jr. get more minutes for this Nuggets team next year because they're going to have to continue to develop from within. They've never been a team that's been a, a free agent destination, at least, uh, you know, in the in the generalized sense. I know Paul Millsap did sign there on that huge contract a few years ago, but they've never been a premier free agent destination. The one thing Denver will have to continue to do in order to to build on this successful year and hopefully move forward is they're going to have to continue to sort of mask their appearance and throw different lineups out there and confuse you with size and confuse you with the three-guard lineups when they're able to do that against teams that run smaller. And, you know... When I'm sitting here talking about masking the appearance, I can't help but think of one of our newest sponsors here, at JC, which as you know, is ExpressVPN. And you guys know how the VPN works. It protects your privacy and security online. You could binge watch all your favorite shows that are only available in different countries. You could even tell somebody that you're in India, but you could be sitting right there in Omaha, Nebraska. You already know how it works. And with ExpressVPN, it is easy to use because it is, it is compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. You can watch what you want on the go, on the big screen, or wherever you are. And if you visit our special link right now, expressvpn.com slash hootball, you, yes you, can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. All right? We're just giving out things on this show. So expressvpn.com slash hootball, you sign up as a new user, you get three extra months on us for free. So hopefully our listeners can take advantage of that one, J.C., when i go to, to turn the attention back to the lakers obviously lebron had a huge night anthony davis had 27 points on 8 of 16 shooting excellent from the line a clean 9 of 9 i want to talk about him just from one particular perspective jc and i feel like you already know what it's going to be what happened to anthony davis rebounding in the basketball
1: i don't know it's really weird i mean denver is a big team uh, but i yeah i don't know why all of a sudden he he stopped rebounding. I, it's a mystery because I mean he was guarding other bigs, and so he should have been around the ball more. Um, yeah, I, just, I I don't know. <laughs> that's that's a definitely yeah. that's definitely a weird one.
0: Now Davis averaged twelve point four rebounds in the second round versus Houston, which okay, it makes sense. We know Houston doesn't have a lot of size. But here's the thing that really kicks me in the first two games of this series versus Denver Anthony Davis came in or established an average of nine and a half rebounds a game Which is right around where you'd expect him to be he's never he's never traditionally been that guy who's gonna grab 11 12 13 14 15 rebounds every night, okay, but he's usually right around seven eight nine ten around there So nine and a half makes sense then in game three he had two rebounds two two rebounds And I went on a diatribe about that. I channeled my Stephen A. Smith after that game because, of course, it was the one in the series that the Lakers lost. But I just couldn't believe how a guy that size has two freaking rebounds. And then the next two, of course, both Lakers wins. He combines, combines JC for 10 rebounds. And I want to say he didn't even get his first one last night until, you know, quite a way into that game. So it's a small problem. But it is, a, it is a problem, and I, I need Anthony Davis. The Lakers need Anthony Davis to be better on the glass because, again, regardless of the opponent in the finals, effort is the, one of the greatest strengths of both of those teams. We've seen it from Boston time and time again, and we've definitely seen it from Miami in these playoffs.
1: Yeah, and then, yeah, in regards to both of those teams, uh, Anthony Davis, the regular season, two games apiece versus each opponent, uh, eight and a half rebounds versus Boston, nine versus Miami. And so, yeah, he's definitely capable of rebounding against this team. Um, but yeah, these are these are teams that play extremely hard, play really good defense. You've got guys like Marcus Smart in Boston, and like Bam Adebayo in Miami, and Jimmy Butler is a really good defensive player too. Yeah, the rebounding is going to be a premium in the next series.
0: Oh, there's no question about it, and I think that the Lakers, as they look forward to these NBA finals, of as good as as great as LeBron James has been playing. As well as Anthony Davis has been playing, as much as they've gotten from Dwight Howard, who had nine points, nine rebounds, and a couple blocks in a closeout game. Dwight Howard played 35 minutes in this game, JC. I can't remember the last time Dwight Howard played 35 minutes in a game. So, as good as those guys have been, the Lakers are going to need that bench and those supporting players to step up that much more. Because whether you look at a team like Boston, that's got, guys, of course, they've got their big three with Tatum, Brown, and, and Kemba. But then they've got guys like Marcus Smart. They've got guys like Daniel Tice. They've got guys like off the bench like Ennis Cantor. Even Grant Williams can be a pain in the ass, okay? So, And you look at Miami, and they've got options basically everywhere. Jimmy Butler, we know Tyler Hero has busted out in these playoffs. But guys like Jay Crowder, Bam Adebayo, this has been his his breakout season, just going back to the regular season and into these playoffs. And then you look at their bench, and they have guys who can contribute. So I'm looking at these Lakers bench, and I know Kuzma – was okay last night. I mean, okay, but in the first half, when he was committing some of those ridiculous fouls, I need more from Kyle Kuzma in the NBA Finals if the Lakers are going to finish the season in the style in which they expect to do so.
1: Yeah, he he needs to step up, especially in that next series. He's going to have he's going to have uh, important matchups, whether it's against like Duncan Robinson or Tyler Hero in Miami or. Yeah, Marcus Smart or some of their shooters in Boston, he's going to just step up for sure.
0: No doubt about it. And you look look up and down the Lakers box score last night, JC, as a team, there's a lot to like here, 54.5% from the field. 37.5% from behind the three-point line. They didn't take a ton of threes, but they were making them at an efficient rate. And, of course, 24 of 29 from the line. Anytime you can clip it over 80% as a team, you're doing something right. You look at the Nuggets side. They just weren't as efficient. They were only 38 of 90 from the field. That's 42.2% of credit to the Lakers' defense. Only 8 of 30 from downtown. They were hitting it at almost 90% from the line, 23 of 26. But when you're having that level of inefficiency from the field, it's going to be tough to mount a successful vict- uh, successful effort that results in a victory, especially when LeBron James is putting up a historic stat line. And that picture of LeBron after the game, that's become everybody's phone wallpaper, LeBron's latest Instagram post, you know the one that I'm talking about, sitting there on the floor, hands on the knees, sandals right by him, or I shouldn't even say sandals, slides, because there is a difference after all, okay? Mm-hmm. Slides right next to him, and he is just pensive, he is in that moment, and he is truly embracing it for what it is. LeBron understands, okay? Much like Anthony Davis said after the game, basically, this is why I was brought here. LeBron knows the deal, okay? He, he, he didn't come to Lakers to miss the playoffs like they did in the first year with LeBron. He didn't come to Lakers just to get to the Western Conference Finals and advance into the NBA Finals. LeBron came to Lakers to win at least one more championship, and the Lakers now are four games away jc four games away from establishing that fate and it is again i'm getting chills just talking about it it's surreal to even think about somebody made a joke on twitter last night that i can't wait for that zoom parade and i don't want to even think about that yet because i don't want to put the cart before the horse okay but if the lakers do wind up going on to a victory then i'm going to be very curious to see what type of celebration is able to take place i would have loved for that game five last night to be a Staples because this whole city would be on fire today. JC, we are coming at you live from sunny Southern California, right here in Los Angeles on my end. So it's just amazing to me that when you sit here and the the you really start to think about the Lakers being in the NBA Finals, it's it almost doesn't feel real, but it is real and it is spectacular. JC,
1: yeah, no doubt.
0: I mean, so if I'm look if I'm the Lakers. I want to enjoy this moment. you got to feel good that the Lakers were able to close it out so Anthony Davis gets some rest for that ankle, so LeBron James gets some rest for that body. Maybe even, I know this is kind of a kook one, but maybe even Deion Waiters gets enough time off where his groin can finally heal, and he's at least available in the NBA Finals. If it comes down to that, now, if Deion Waiters is getting the NBA Finals minutes, something is either going very right or very wrong, okay? <laughs> so it's one of two in those in, in that scenario. But, of course, the Lakers want to be as healthy as possible when it comes to what players are available and for how long in the next round. I cannot believe, I cannot believe that we are sitting here. What a testament to this team. What a testament to the coaching staff, to leaders on the floor, in the locker room, in the front office, all this entire organization up and down to keep these guys focused, disciplined, and ready, humble, and hungry. Because the Lakers have literally been playing the season now, JC. Training camp was in September of 2019. It is September, almost October this week of 2020, and the Lakers are going to be playing their first game of the NBA Finals either on Wednesday or Friday, in just about in October. So it is incredible the level of discipline it has taken to get to this point, but we still have four more games to win, and that needs to be the Lakers focus moving forward, and they have to be supported by that supporting cast. And, of course, are we going to sit here and talk about support? You know I can't miss my opportunity to tell you all about, yes, you already know it, all about it, the Manscaped box of briefs because they've got the optimal temperature control with the crop cooling technology while keeping your pride and joy, guess what? Supported. We're all about support here, okay? The waistband is also super elastic to reduce that chafing and rubbing, a feature that I personally really appreciate it. Plus, when your girl pulls them down and she sees the logo, she already knows she got a real Manscape man. If you pair the box of briefs with the pH-balancing liquid products like the Crop Preserver, you are literally ready for anything. So you already know what you need to do besides try it out for yourself. You head on over to Manscaped.com to get your 20% off plus free shipping with the code HoopBall20 only at Manscaped.com. Not only will your balls thank you, but your girl will also thank you. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code HoopBall20 at Manscaped.com. Make sure that your pride and joy are feeling supported. And that's how the Lakers need to make sure that their supporting players are coming through to support LeBron, to support AD. And I'd be curious to see if Markeith Morris gets a little bit more of a role in these NBA finals because, again, whether it's Miami or Boston, okay, when it comes to that second unit, I don't think JaVale is going to be the guy who slows who slows the opposition down in the middle. And I do think we're going to see as much of AD at the 5 against either of those teams as he can handle because he really is the right matchup regardless of the opposition.
1: Yeah, AD at the 5 against whether it be Adebayo or the Celtics center – uh, yeah, he's going to match up really well in that series, and yeah, presumably it would be Miami. I think they're in the driver's seat. We we talk about how important chemistry is. Uh, that Celtics team is sort of having some chemistry issues right now. This Miami team has sort of kind of been, in some ways, the polar opposite of this Laker team, but in a lot of ways, really similar. Like I think if you were to pick two teams, just from what I've seen throughout the season, two teams that like each other the most, it might be the Lakers and Miami.
0: It really might be you know they both have excellent chemistry and they're both uh really determined really focused they seem to really embody the spirit of their head coach in particular miami and you know i think jimmy butler has set a tone for that miami team that has really radiated throughout and he's got some players who are just like him on that side jay crowder going Dragic, baum on go down the list you've got guys who really embody the 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 spirit of jimmy butler for lack of a better way to say it additionally <clears throat> This Lakers team, you've got guys who are all rising to the challenge of what it feels like to be LeBron James's teammate, to be Anthony Davis' teammate, to wear that Lakers uniform. And I think so many of them, and not to use Kobe's passing in vain, but I think so many of them ever since that time have really even further understood what it means to wear that Lakers jersey. There is such an immense sense of pride and an immense responsibility to to carry on what has been such a successful tradition before you. I mean, I know one of all of our favorite memes is when Chris Kamen was laying down flat on the Lakers bench, the Lakers didn't even have enough players to play, and the Lakers were at their worst of the worst. Now it feels like the Lakers have returned to a place where not I don't want to say they're they're back at their peak of glory, but they're back where they're where they are quote unquote supposed to be. And it it's just it's an incredible feeling because if the Lakers are able to be successful, and take home the NBA title. I, I just can't imagine a better ending, obviously. But what a story it would be with all the different elements in play. Anthony Davis's first season with the team. And again, I, I think it was, uh, I forget who it was. I think it was Sean Powell of NBA.com who's a writer. I think it was him, so I'm going to credit him. And if it was not, I apologize. But he tweeted at the end of the game last night, he said this probably feels like a bad time to point out that Ty Lue turned down the Lakers' job over money. It also might feel like a bad time to tell you that Monty Williams would rather coach the Suns and the Lakers. Regardless, Frank Vogel will take all of that because Frank Vogel's got to be thrilled with how this season has gone. Remember, after Frank Vogel uh, was dismissed from Indiana, he had that brief sojourn down in Orlando that even I forget about half the time. And he was totally off the radar. And when he was hired to coach this Lakers team, everybody kind of shrugged their shoulders and said, Yeah, okay, the coach doesn't really matter. It's LeBron and AD but credit to Frank Vogel man because he's had this team popping for basically all year long.
1: Yeah, and and not just Frank Vogel, but yeah, all year you look at all the things that were going that were the the Lakers are going up against. Like you talk about how this is where the Lakers how people are going to say this is where the Lakers were supposed to be, well not really. You started you had the 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 off season where Kawhi kind of spurned the Lakers and sort of took too long to make the decision and there weren't a lot of free agents left to pick. You had that going against them. You had Frank Vogel kind of being the third choice, and everybody kind of laughed at that choice. Yeah, Dwight Howard, everybody laughing, laughing at that series when Demarcus Cousin or that signing when Demarcus Cousins went down. Nobody said that would work. Like for all the people saying this is where the Lakers were supposed to be, they've overcome a lot. Not to mention this pandemic, the social justice outcry. The Lakers were totally willing, in the name of social justice, to not even continue the season, and here they are in the finals. Like they've overcome a lot.
0: There's no doubt about it. You make a great point. And when the game was first, uh, before the game started last night, I took a look. and said, what's the line for this game? I'm just curious. And Lakers, I I thought in my head, I said, "Eh, maybe three and a half, four. And the line was five and a half for this game. And I said, ooh, they're feeling confident in the Lakers. The over-under was 215. I felt a lot better about that. I should have put some money down on that 215 over-under, JC, because I would have hit it. And it would have been a pick to click. But nonetheless, I'm much more interested in the Lakers' victory than any other outcome. I think when you look at the Lakers, what they have been able to do successfully, especially ever since that Game 3 loss to Denver. Because remember, Game 2 was a win on Anthony Davis' last second. I don't want to say prayer, but a last-second prayer in terms of hitting that game-winning shot. I think what the Lakers have been successfully able to do since Games 2 and 3 is really clamp down defensively and really use that defensive backbone in order to support their offense, and that's what they're going to have to do regardless of the opposition in the NBA Finals, is really commit to that defensive identity because without a commitment at that end of the floor, they are going to have a tough time. And I do not think the Lakers, the Celtics, the Heat, the Monstars, or any other team that could be participating in the NBA Finals, of course, is only going to be the Lakers and one of those other two groups. They do not want to play a six- or seven-game series. These guys are tired. They've been playing basketball for a while. They've been away from their homes. They've been away from at least parts of their family, if not the entirety of their family. I know some of them have them down there now. But most they've, they've had this routine basically interrupted okay, for, for an entire calendar year. And soon enough, they're going to have to turn around and welcome in the next season. So you know these guys want to make a statement, and they want to do it quickly. The Lakers have had a habit, with the exception of Western Conference Finals, of losing Game One, regardless of Boston or Miami. I think it is of critical import that the Lakers come out and win Game One of the NBA Finals.
1: Yeah, on both both sides of the coin, there's a lot of things to to take into consideration. If they play Boston, every every playoff series has been against a great point guard, whether it be Damian Lillard, James Harden, uh, Jamal Murray, or Kemba Walker. If they play Boston. Uh, so that's a concern. Jason Tatum is also a great offensive player. You know, he's not afraid of LeBron. He he took LeBron to seven seven games uh, when he was a rookie two years ago. If it's on Miami, Jimmy Butler, you know, he's fearless. Bam Adebayo is up and coming. Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero cannot miss threes, it seems like. And so that's a concern. So there's definitely concerns on both sides, and they need to be on their A game defensively.
0: No question about it. And you have to think that I, I'm – I just – I wish that J.R. Smith's Instagram live feed would have continued as the Lakers celebrated last night. You know there were cigars. You know there was probably some Hennessy involved talking about J.R. Smith. You know there was some Vino involved talking about LeBron James. But (laughs) at the end of the day, this group is focused. They are determined and they are ready to rock. I am so, so, so overjoyed, overjoyed, JC, to say the Lakers are back in the NBA finals because prior to this year, it had been a while since we've seen the playoffs, period, okay? And prior to this year, it had been even longer since we saw the NBA Finals. So I am stoked, 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 stoked that the Lakers are back. And regardless of what the game one action looks like from the betting side, you know I'm going to have to find something that I like there.
1: Yeah, and if you're interested in taking those bets, our partner over at MyBookie, yesterday was another great day. They had one of those, uh, those promotions where they boost a lot of the odds every hour from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. They had a different bet that you could make every hour that was a boosted bet. And I believe every one of them hit throughout the day except for one. Uh, Florida State lost. They had to lose by less than 25 points and they lost by, like, 35. They just didn't show up in their game at all. But every other bet hit, including the weird one that I told people to stay away from, the Astros-Rangers, any player could be hit by a pitch, and that $10 bet would hit. I was like, I don't know how often players are getting beaned, but that's sort of a weird thing to root for. But sure enough, there was a hit by pitch in that game.
0: Incredible. Absolutely incredible. So you already know. MyBookie.ag, you already know what it is because you you bet, they pay, and you win. And if you're a new user, you can sign up, and they're going to match your deposit 100%. $100 in, that's $200 in. Free money. Who doesn't like free, J.C.? No idea. (laughs) Uh, That's what I'm saying. Almost everything that is free in life is good. I don't want to say everything that is free is good because that is certainly not the case. But almost everything free is good, and free money is always good, especially when you can make informed bets. So I look at this Lakers group, JC, and I I have to say that I focus on the positives. There isn't a whole lot that I saw last night that I didn't like except for the occasional lapses in focus. Uh, The third quarter when Denver was able to come back and tie the game. Of course, that is also a reflection of their effort. I don't want to take anything away from what they put forth in this series or in the entire playoffs, but the Lakers need to continue to play their style of game, and, and my only, only, only critique at this point is sometimes when the Lakers in these postseason have got up to these leads of 9 points, 10 points, 15 points, 16 points... They start playing not to lose instead of continuing to play to win, and that's my only criticism. they got to get away from that and continue to put their foot on the pedal. And Alex Caruso is a great poster child for this because at one point last night, the Lakers were only up a few points, and he made a uh, defensive deflection, and he was like screaming on the court, like, let's go, let's remain locked in. And I think that level of energy, that level of effort, it's contagious, man. It's so important that these Lakers continue to rub off on on each other in the correct ways in order to inspire that effort from everybody on the floor. Because the harder you see the guy next to you working, the harder you're going to work on every single play out there.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: No doubt about it. As a reminder, you can follow us on Twitter. JC is at JCDeLeon1. I am at Ethan underscore Noroff. You've got to follow the show if you're not already. Never miss a drop at Hoopball Lakers. And you can follow the Hoopball family on Twitter at Hoopball Tweets at Hoopball Fantasy. There will still be fantasy basketball for these NBA playoffs. Don't miss out on the action, whether it's DFS or a single tournament, whatever it's got to be for you to get your jollies off. You know we're going to be here for the NBA Finals, bringing it to you after each and every game. The Lakers are back. LeBron is in the driver's seat Anthony Davis is right there with him And regardless of the opposition, the Lakers have to feel good But as they said, four more to go And until we get the basketballs back in action We out